Hello, hello, small business growth family. Welcome to another episode of the No Fluff, most conversational business podcast out there where we chat and have a raw and real and genuine conversation sharing tactical business growth advice, entrepreneur lifestyle tips, mindset blocks, and so much more. I'm your host, Madison Page, and I am a business growth specialist helping you learn how to stand out and sell out on social media by building a ride or die obsessed online community around your brand. Whether we are together on your road trip in the passenger seat, morning routine in your bathroom, sewing station, all around your house while doing chores, wherever it may be, I am so happy you're here. Today, we're bringing you an episode with a very special guest named Sydney Clare from Sydney Clare Studio. You probably would recognize her from one of her many fun viral reels that have helped her grow an audience over 170,000 followers on Instagram. Sydney is an Instagram reels and stories growth coach helping you bust the reels algorithm and organically grow your following too. Without further ado, let's jump on in to this fun episode all about Instagram Reels and authenticity with Sydney Clare from Sydney Clare Studio. Perfect. Do you have any questions for me? I do not know. You were good. All right. Audio looks good on both sides. All right. Ready to go, Sydney? Yes. I'm excited. Yay. (laughs) Hey, Sydney. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This is I'm honored that you want me on your podcast. Yes, I'm so excited. So let's get started. Just kind of tell everybody who you are, what you do, what your specialty is. Let's just dive into your journey. Yes, my name is Sydney, um, also known as Sydney Claire Studio on Instagram. I'm an Instagram growth coach. Um, I specialize in growing your reels and your stories on Instagram. And yeah, so I basically coach uh, like entrepreneurs, creators um, on Instagram specifically and how to maximize their audience on there. Yes, I love that. And you are really, when I see your profile, you're like the queen of reels, personality, <laughs> authenticity, having fun on social. Thank you. What do you really feel like is like, is your thing? Is your like, this is my bread and butter? Okay. That's actually a really hard question to answer because (laughs) I like, I equally love stories and reels. Mm -hmm. I feel like stories is kind of my bread and butter though, if I had to pick, because that's like my inner community. Like I love it. It feels where I can be like raw and real and just like me. Um, But then again, like I really love reels because that's like also a place where it's like super fun to share like my personality and like Mm -hmm. also just help people with tips that I share. Totally. Well, and reels are a great way to get new people and stories are the great way to connect with your people. And your yeah. stories are literally like a FaceTime <laughs> with a bestie. They're so funny. I watch Thank them all the you. time. And I'm like, what is going on? She just has so much fun. I like like being, I feel like we're like little roommates with you in your stories, just like hopping along <laughs> your journey. I love that. No, thank you. I like, I love it because it feels like my own little mini reality TV show. That's always how I like tell my clients. I'm like, you have to make it your own reality TV show because it's so much more fun. Like, I feel like it honestly though, like stories, I would actually, to answer your question, stories (laughs) would definitely have to be like my bread and butter because it like, I don't know. It's like this community that you don't have um, like in person for me, it's been very like healing, just having like a community online because like they just accept and love me for who I am. And that's why I like, I'm so passionate about what I do is because of my community. 
Well, let's talk about that authenticity a little yeah. bit, like why that's so important, because I really feel like that's something that you in your reels, in your stories, everything you like so lean into and your community just loves you for it. And it's like, it's fun. Why do you feel like that is so important? I feel like authenticity is just one of those things where it's like, you can't fake it. And if you do, like people can tell oh, and yeah. like one of the, and I can't say that it always came naturally for me. Like I, I will, I said that you can't fake it, but like, I honestly <laughs> just kind of like, I push myself into doing it, not necessarily like faking it, but like, I'm like, okay, if I am a hundred percent me in what I do, like those type of people are going to be drawn in. I want to work with authentic people. I want to like be around and surrounded and supported by people who are like so comfortable in their own individuality that they can just like freely be themselves. So in order for me to do that and have that community, I was like, I have to carry that through. Totally. And when you do, when you are more of yourself, you attract Mm -hmm. your like soulmate people that are like, oh my gosh, so good. Yeah. (laughs) And where do you like, so I understand what you're saying when you say like, you can't fake who you are, people Mm -hmm. will see it, but you can like push through the fear and kind of fake it until you make it along the lines of who you are. Why, Mm -hmm. like, how did you, how did you deal with that? Because I think so many people are like, I don't want to get out and dance on reels and you're like (laughs) out there shaking your butt and I love it. What, um, how did you really get people to, or how did you get yourself to kind of push through some of those fears? Um, okay. Well, for one, my number one thing that I tell my clients to do and the thing that I did on day one of starting my Instagram account is block and hide the fake, like the fake people, the haters, the, like the judgmental in-laws or like anybody that falls under that category immediately, they do not get access to that. And even if like, even if it's like, oh, they're going to get offended by me blocking them or hiding them. I'm like, this is something that like, I want to step in my authenticity and like in my head, they're blocking me from doing that. So like, honestly, like that has been my number one thing. Not only that, but also just doing like the mirror work first, like kind of just like, seeing yourself for who you are and like you have to accept yourself and do that internal work before you go and like do that in front of other people. Because if you don't do that first, you're going to find your validation and like everybody else's opinion of you. And it's going to absolutely wreck you. So you have to have a little bit of, you know, that self like love for yourself before you go ahead and do that. Totally. Cause then when one reel that you were super excited mm-hmm. about flops, you don't like take it to a knife to the chest. It's, it's <laughs> like, you're like, shit, that's not what, like, that is not my own personal worth. That's going down yeah. the toilet. Yep. It allows you to kind of, um, have that strength and being like, man, it's just the algorithm today and moving along. With it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's the number one thing is like, you have to have some self, some sort of like self confidence to start with but also like you don't have to have it all figured out to start like that's my main thing is like I didn't know what the heck I was doing in the beginning and like I honestly just took inspiration for from like maybe my three top creators online and I was like what do they have what is their secret sauce that I want and I just like kind of like took that as inspiration I was like okay well this creator Brittany Broski on TikTok her thing is like all authenticity. I'm going to take that. And like other people are empowerment. I'm going to take that. So, um, actually to like fully answer your question, it's like, you have to identify your core values. I think first, Mm -hmm. because it's like, you have to know why you're starting in order 
to like carry that out online. And for one of my core values is authenticity. So that's like one of my main pointers, I guess. Totally. And if you don't have that value system, you're just like working to sell things and you're not yeah. it's like, then otherwise, like if you don't have a thing that you're trying to like leave with somebody or like a legacy or like yep. some message, yep. you're trying to like sell shit online. And then it's like, well, yeah. what am I, how is this supposed to work? So yeah. I totally hear that. And I think it's really hard for people to push through that initially <laughs> because what they're just afraid of what everybody's going to think their uncle yep. Steve, their aunt, yep. their niece, like you're like, all these people are going to come up to me and be like, Oh, I saw you dancing the other day. Yep. It's one of those things where you kind of have to, if you can push through that and have your own self-confidence of like, yep. no, 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 what I'm doing is pretty dang cool. Then you can kind of keep going with it. Yeah. That's the main thing. I'm sure that, yeah, you were, you were in um uh, media like, management for people. I'm sure that you found a lot of the people you work with, like, they don't have those established, that core values established. And then it's like, what's the meaning of what you're posting, you know? Um, But but I think if you do that ahead of time, like before you start into your business, like that can create so much more like character behind the brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it allows, again, those people that really also value those things to just like connect to you even better to grow that community to like absolutely love who you are. Cause you're not going to be for everybody. And like, I totally see that. And I love your point too. Cause I think some people are like, well, I just don't want to see what anybody else is doing. I don't want any comparison, but it is good to see how you consume information. And like, we all are drawn to different influencers and different creators creators and picking out who they are and being like, okay, why do, why am I drawn yeah. to all of these people? What are the themes here? Mm-hmm. And you can really attach to that. Yeah. I mean, do you have creators that you kind of pull from too? Totally. I just, and it's not even a lot of mine aren't even other business owners. I try not to follow other people that are too much like what I do. Cause I don't want to have their ideas in my mind, but I yes. follow influencers that I'm really connected yes. to. Yeah. That's like actually a point I wanted to talk about is like, not following too many people in your niche and watching them, it creates such an imposter syndrome that it's like, okay, they're posting right now. They're on top of this trend. I'm not meeting up to that. And it's literally, it's crippling spiral and it's like not worth it. So if you do follow them, I just recommend muting them. Like Mm -hmm. that's because it does help your account to see like it helps the algorithm know that you are in a certain niche if you follow people in your niche, yes. but just muting them, that's. Yeah. And then it allows you to go and like still check them out, support right. and be like, oh, but you can, you don't have to constantly be like, oh my gosh, they've already launched their fall launch. I haven't even yep. thought about mine yet. It yep. just kind of creates that spiral. I totally agree. I love that. So for your reels, like reels are at least, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that is really where you saw like the crux of your business kind of grow. You, you are so strong. You have grown such an awesome community through it. What are your like quick and, and quick and dirty kind of reels tips and tricks? Yeah. Well, I guess my one thing that I would like, if you were to not take away anything from any of my content ever, but these, this, these two things, um, you have to add value through your content. Like that is number one. No context content is the worst kind of content that you can create. Like you are just putting like air, you're just like spewing air into nothingness. Like it's not having any substance. So I have like the three E's rule. So it's educate, empower, and entertain. Mm -hmm. If your reel falls under one of those three things, then it's like chef's kiss. But not only that, 
um, going deeper than that and being like, okay, how can I be serving my audience with my content? So asking yourself, like, what does my audience uh, worry about? What does my audience wonder about and what does my audience wish for? And that's another three pillars, like the W's that you can follow um, for your content strategy. Ooh, that's really good. So yours, it was worry, wish, and wonder. Wonder. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's really good because that really, and a lot of people that listen are either like online service providers or mm-hmm. they are online, like product-based businesses. And I think yeah. a lot of them shy away from sharing content, especially like, honestly, both of them do because like service providers on the front of not wanting to give too much information and product-based businesses. Cause they're like, like why educate? They don't care, but that is such a huge piece of it. Oh, it is such a huge piece of it. It's like your audience wants to learn more about you. That's why they follow you. So like serve them and find out like what their main struggles are, find out like what they're doing, where they're doing it and how you can utilize that in your content. Like the more that you understand and have a relationship with your consumer of your product service, or just a follower, like the more sick, I think that that's like the number one factor to my success is because I've always been super um, in touch with that. Well, and what I love with everything that you say is we talk like big time strategy and then you're like, but it actually comes back to these core values. It's like coming back to your values, coming back to the basics of like knowing who your ideal customer is, the values of your business and having all of those really set. And I think that's a step of growing businesses that so many people just like, nope, like skip (laughs) right over. I don't even care to look at it. Yeah. Well, you would be surprised. Like I I work with, you know, all types of people, you know, different types of creators. And, and I, that's the first question I ask is I'm like, what can, can we establish your core values? And they're always like, "Uh, what? Like, and I'm like, you have to know this, but no, I mean, it is, yeah. Like you said, like, it's a big step. And I think a lot of people kind of just, they get ahead of themselves, not saying that you have to have everything figured out, but if you're going to have anything figured out, it's at least those three things. Yeah. And what do you really say to, cause I think a, the, the hesitation there a lot of times is it all goes back to like not wanting to push certain people away and not wanting to almost like attach to something so much that you do have that community where in like the things I teach, I am so hard into community and like building that lovable Mm -hmm. kind of fan base, quote unquote, of no matter what you're selling. Um, But what do you say to people that are like, I just like, my values are like, I want everybody in and like (laughs) inclusivity. Everybody's like, everybody's welcome here. (laughs) Why do people need to kind of narrow that down? Yeah. Oh, this is a really good question because I get asked about like niche all the time and why it's important. It is like you, well, for one, you just can't be for everybody like that. You have to just know that at the end of the day, it's good to like even specify down of like, uh, who, like ask yourself the five like questions of like who, what, where, when, and why like that again, the core values thing, but like why niching down? Well, one, the algorithm is going to favor your content so much more if they know exactly who your audience is and exactly to who to send it out to. The more general you are, the more like they get so confused about, they just spew your content anywhere. Like, Mm -hmm. but if they have a certain target audience, then they're like, okay, 
like it actually is more beneficial long-term wise for growth on Instagram at least. Ooh, yeah. Cause then Instagram can see who you're talking to and who's engaging with it. And then you don't get the like random, I mean, at least as much the random reels that go out to like some random side of Instagram where you're like, I just gained all these followers that are like yeah. clearly not in my, in my and- ideal customer. Yeah. Like that's actually the, one of the worst things that can happen to your Instagram is like it going to the wrong side of Instagram. And like what, for me, it's only happened a couple of times, but when it happens, I'm like, this is the worst day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, because my target audience is like middle-aged women, um, or like even sometimes younger. Um, but whenever it goes to like middle-aged men, (laughs) 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 that is like the worst audience that, I mean, I mean, I, not to crap on anybody, but like that, they're just not the kindest people in the world (laughs) and they just, they'll let you know. A lot of trolls. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They don't agree with online. Yeah. Yeah, That's so funny because one of your reels a long time ago, um, I don't even know how I remember this, but my boyfriend got it and sent it to me because it was, he thought it was really funny. It was like, it was, I don't remember what it was. It was like going to jail for something and you were like dancing. And oh, I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, like I follow this girl. I was like, how did you end up in her, in her algorithm? I'm like, there, it must be, I was like, you must be engaging with my account too much. It does. It ends up to like other people. That's so funny because uh, on that reel specifically, like that was the one that kind of went into the wrong frame of people. You got my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he wasn't hating. I'm, no. I'm good as long as he wasn't hating. <laughs> no, he sent it to me. I forget what it was. I don't remember what your message on it was, but, um, and I was like, oh my gosh, like I follow her. She does what I do. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, it, whenever it comes down to like niching down, um, I say like, do something that like comes so naturally to you. Because if you are just seeing somebody else on Instagram, oh, like they're doing good in that niche. I might as well just try it. Like do something that like you could talk endlessly about for days. Like ask yourself, ask your friends, maybe ask like a family member what like you can talk about endlessly for. And like that will guide you down the path that you should go. Like, because, because if it doesn't come out of passion, then it comes off. I think forced. Absolutely. And that goes back to authenticity again, is like who you want to be and who you want to show up as and like what you want to sell can allow you to really pick that. I had a client yesterday that I was talking to and she was like a baby boutique had so many options, literally endless amount of options. And she was like, honestly, I love making clothes for girls more than boys. I was like, let's narrow that down. Like if that's really where you're so excited about, she's like, I love pink. I love sparkles. I love all the things. I'm like, let's niche that down. You do not need to sell boys clothes just because there are boys out there that would buy your clothes. Right. Exactly. And honestly, I've found that the businesses that do narrow down their niche more, they're more successful because it's like it. Well, and also like, I think it is more successful because you're more passionate about it then too. Like the more passion behind it, like the more success in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and it allows you to really speak to that one person too. It allows you to speak to that person, really dive all the way into it, as opposed to being this like general umbrella speaking to everybody. So you're actually speaking to nobody. Yeah. I have a friend who, um, she is, uh, like a podcaster and she also coaches on Instagram and she kind of like broadened her niche a little bit because she wanted to feed like the male audience a little bit more too. She tried it and didn't like it and went back to her niche and I'm like good just like stay in your lane girl because that is it's like it's so much more rewarding whenever you can show up 
and relate to the people that like are cultivated by your own like niching down you know like they get you yeah they get you sure and I've had that too with like my podcast it attracts a little bit more of like of men than it does like it's pretty 50 50 whereas my Instagram all female like 89 percent and so it's weird where I'm like oh do I need to like broaden where I will work with whoever wants me to work with them but it's mostly women so it's like my verbiage is all women I'm using chicky and girl and like all these (laughs) things and it's hard you're like no I don't want to push people away but when you can really dive into it it's like I'm talking about hormones on some of my Instagram stories like no guys like let me talk about all of these things yeah about hormones I'm out and so it's nice to be able to just like show up and talk and so like this whole thing reels I think a big thing is people think it's all like it's all algorithm I can't do anything I only can do trends what are your what's kind of your thoughts on how many like trending audios do you only do trending audio should we stick to do every trend or should you be more like unique in your own authenticity there I think I would definitely challenge you if you're on Instagram and you're trying to grow your platform, I would challenge you to step even more into your authenticity and do the original audios. The -hmm. original audios is a place where you definitely need to tap into. Like it is, well, because everything on, if you're on TikTok, you know, and you scroll and you see the people talking on, on there and it's like very authentic and real and in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And everything that, TikTok does, Instagram does two weeks later. <laughs> so like if there's something popping off on TikTok, do that on Instagram, right? Now and everything, the whole platform is very authentic, very original audio. So now Instagram's of course pushing those original audio. So definitely like honestly, like the same type of content that you would put into a trending audio, definitely just take that and put it into an original audio. Like just remember to add value. Like a lot of people are like, well, what do I talk about? If it's just my face, like, uh, can I be me? Is it the same as stories? Like, and I'm like, well, every type of real content that you post, like obviously has to stay niche related stories is where you can like, let the freak flag fly. But like, (laughs) but, uh, whenever it comes to reels, like just stay in, your lane, like give value. Um, and I, I say like push more for original audios, but that doesn't take away from like trending audios. I think why I say push more for original audios is because so many people are so fixated on the trending audios. Like they're like, oh, well. Like, like transition yeah, videos and yeah. yeah. It's really not that deep. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's good to use a trending audio, but also like you have individuality that can bring so much value. And I think that like, you'd be surprised what, like how well an original audio does as opposed to a trending audio, like it can do equally as well. Yeah. And I think that is, that's something that that's honestly not what I really expected you to say either. Really, I, uh, I expect <laughs> you to be like, no, 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 no. Trending audio is like, check out t- TikTok, use them. <laughs> and I, I do think there's a huge place for original audios because like a, it does lean into your authenticity too. It makes you different. The people that are just doing trending audios, you're just like blending into the noise right now because everybody's so fixated on just doing trending audios. So fixated. And that's not to say, and I say that and I maybe do like uh, like 25% original, yeah, original audio, okay. but, uh, the blend of it all. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, for me, I like to share trending audios cause it's like my niche, but like, um, 
for like, if you're trying to grow your account, I'd say try 50, 50, um, like trending audios is good. Um, I try and stay under like 2000 reels on the audio page. Mm -hmm. So like some people think that the more reels on there, like then the more trending it is, but then it gets oversaturated. So the earlier to the trend, the better. I'd honestly say that that's another key factor in my growth on Instagram is like being early to the trend, but I know that can be stressful. And if you don't want to worry about that, like original audios are like perfectly good too. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you see like randomly one video will blow up two weeks later, randomly one video will get 150 views when you thought it was really solid. What's kind of your, your, I don't know, mentality on all of that. Like, obviously the algorithm has its thing and like, sometimes they take off and you're like, sweet, but do you think it's more algorithm or do you think it's more content-based? I think honestly it's, well, for one, it's completely normal for your uh, content to fluctuate. And I think people like kind of just like get really down on themselves whenever that like a real flops, but that is a universal experience with every single person on Instagram. Like one day it can be like popping off the next day. It's like 15 views and that's like a straight shot to the ego. But, um, <laughs> but I, I think that, okay, there's this term it's called VFM. It's like viral for me. And mm-hmm. so like, if you take the average amount of views that you get on a re- your reels, like maybe that's 2000 views yeah. and you like get another reel that like goes above that, then that's something that you should be proud of. And you should like celebrate what's viral for you might not be viral for the next person. And like, totally. I think that that helps a little bit as lo- as far as like the comparison and like the imposter syndrome and, yeah. and like getting down on yourself whenever a reel isn't as good as the last one. But, um, to answer your question, if you think it's like content-based, I do think it is, there's a lot of things that can factor into why your reel isn't doing well or like why it's like flopping. Um, And I think that like, it could either be like the value that you're giving, like educational content on Instagram, I think is always going to do good because people love to take away free value. And I say like, and we were talking about this earlier, like service-based people on Instagram, they're like, what do I, like, I don't want to give too much, but my mentality into going into Instagram is like the more free info I can give for free, like, and they're going to think, what is she going to, what am I going to get out of it if I actually pay for it? So, um, yeah, like adding value, always educating, um, is a good way to like, um, kind of like boost your views if you have like a flop era on Instagram. Yeah. Mm, that's a good, that's a good point to like kind of lean into the educational if you're not yeah. getting a lot of detail back or a lot of yeah. feedback. Yeah. I think that's really great. And so reels in general, do you think like, again, service providers, like uh, product-based business owners, would you say there's even space? I get this question a lot. Are there even spaces for photos on Instagram right now? Or should we try to make every post into a reel on your feed because it'll has the potential to blow up? Uh, okay. My answer, I'm tempted to answer to please like the crowd, but, <laughs> my, um, but I'm just going to give my honest answer of like, that it's really not a photo sharing app anymore. Like if you want to share photos, it's probably going to honestly do better on your stories than it is on your feed. If you are going to share carousel, uh, if you are going to share a static feed post on Instagram, 
make it a carousel post and um, use the right alt text feature. Um, Are you familiar with the right alt text feature? Mm -hmm. So it's like um, in advanced settings where you can type in like keywords and then you have a little bit more likelihood to get some traction on it because it will have like search engine results with those keywords you enter in. But like, honestly, I would say like, if your content's 99% reels, then you're like kind of winning strategy wise, because they're just not, it's not a photo sharing app anymore. Totally. And for anybody that doesn't know what the, the alt text is, it's basically on a static post, you can go into advanced settings and put keywords in there. And then that's what Instagram uses to like scrub and turn it into the search engine. Yes. What do you say to the people that just hate reels? <laughs> like <laughs> on them all the time. And they, cause I get it. So many people, they're like, it just takes so much time to create. And mm-hmm. I, I hate them. And I just wish they would go back. What is your mentality there? What do you tell people that are like, ixnay to the reels I say get over it (laughs) I'm like get over it it's 2022 like this is how the world's evolving and like you're either gonna be with it or you're not and like the times are changing you're gonna have to like step outside your comfort zone a little bit Mm -hmm. it's really harsh but I'm like honestly like if that's the way that everybody's um focus is changing then like we have to change as creators I get it it's exhausting and it like is really hard to keep up with but it doesn't have to be this unattainable thing like I think that when people are so like overwhelmed by the thought of like reels they're like okay well how do I edit what do I put on it how do I put text on it YouTube's gonna be your best friend for one and for two it doesn't have to be every single post like I always push for quality over quantity Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't think that in strategy wise like it's all about the quality of your content and like being authentic in your content, less about like this big, scary goal of like a hundred seven days a week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's something I always kind of encourage people with is it doesn't have to be this huge thing. Yeah. And also kind of just get over it. (laughs) Yeah. It's not that serious. Like you said, (laughs) I think a good point there as well is that one quality reel that blows up and gets you a ton of views is going to do so much more than 17 static feed posts because static feed posts aren't going out anywhere else yep yep no they're not I mean maybe in some very 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 small niche communities on Instagram do they do well but even then like they are not comparable to a reel like it's insane what like one reel can do like I just had one of my reels hit like 5 million views and I got like over like 30,000 followers from that's that. Insane. And, yeah. and that's just from the strategy, staying consistent, consistent. When I say staying consistent, it's like, it's not like every single day. It's more like, you know, like maybe I choose amount of days that I post a week and staying consistent on those days Yeah. because then it's like my audience knows when to expect my content. And not only that, but um, the algorithm like knows when to expect your content. Totally. And like consistency can mean so many different things for so many people. It's like, if you're going four times a week right now, that's awesome. Some Mm -hmm. people consistency means once a week and some people, the consistency means I can post two reels a week and show up on my stories some of the other days. And consistency is different for what everybody And it's such a buzzword that like, I just can't wait. So like, I just need to be consistent and then everything's going to blow up. And it's like, well, consistency is its own thing. It can, that 
there's like a little bit of a toxic culture around consistency like maybe not around consistency I think it's more so like hustle culture that promotes that Mm -hmm. and I I mean I'm like go you go girl boss but also like it doesn't have to be that deep also totally totally oh yeah I think that that is so good and I hear you when it's like kind of like get over it a little bit. It's so hard because like some people are like, well, it's just like, how do I edit? How do I do all these things? I would like, yep. YouTube do your thing. Yep. But <laughs> one reel that works really well for you and every single post that you put out there has the opportunity to get seen by thousands, if mm-hmm. not hundreds of thousands, if it really blows up, like to yeah. really blow your business up. I've had businesses that they have one reel that blows up and they wake up to, like you said, hundreds, thousands of new followers and like yeah orders that come in it's the same thing it is and it's so much it's so worth it like whenever you can also like just like sit there and appreciate your audience like I think not enough people um kind of like appreciate their audience I think that's just something I wanted to add is like everybody's kind of like clout chasing these days of like I just want to get to this certain place and then let me tell you you get to that place and it's like there's nothing and if you don't nourish your audience like it's not yeah um it's not rewarding mm-hmm. um to get there so like, like the more that you can have the mentality in in your business and in your content to like cultivate and serve and nourish that community it's going to go so much further when you actually meet those goals totally and when you have 1200 people in your audience and you have a really strong community you can still make a ton of sales with 1200 people or like it's you don't need 10,000 followers yes. to make a lot of money online oh my gosh and you wouldn't believe like the influencing industry like i used to be in pr yeah. and so i uh you know i got to work on the other end we would work with uh micro influencers with 5k followers and they yeah. would get hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales and like and in commission like it was yeah, insane the community so like, loves them and they're like anything they they have I'm in right yeah. yeah and so that's I think really the importance of like cultivating that community because I mean I have so many people come to me and they bought all their followers and yeah. they're like how do they how do get like <laughs> yeah and I'm like girl you got to start all the way over like <laughs> This is like, this is New too tag it and be like, yeah. follow me over here for anybody that's watching. Yeah. yeah. So Sydney, this has been so good. What is like one last tip, strategy, word of wisdom that you want to leave the audience with um, to kind of be your legacy here on the podcast? Well, okay. Let me think. I, I just want to say that like, if you have something in your head mm-hmm. and you want to execute it, like stop um, being so practical with it. Like it does not have to fall into a perfect strategy. We talked about strategy a lot in this like podcast, but I think that like, it's, it just boils down to like you, you are what's going to set it apart. Your passion is what's going to set it apart. And like, you don't have, I still don't have it figured out. Like I'm 20 years old. I have no idea what I'm doing. And I've just like been able to figure it out as I've gone. And like, I'm still faking it until I make it. And, um, (laughs) and somehow people have like followed along. And so like, if I can do it and like, just kind of like Google it, YouTube it along the way. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be this cookie cutter thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Sydney, where can people find you? I know you have a training coming with all about reels. Tell Mm -hmm. people where to find you. 
Yes. So uh, you can find me on Instagram, Sydney Claire Studio. It's S-Y-D-N-I and then Claire Studio. Um, I know I spell my name weird, but um, <laughs> that's me on Instagram. And then also I have this Reels webinar. It's a 30 minute training of all my strategy. I just gave kind of like a sample of what is in that strategy. It's like 30 minute webinar. You can download the notes and um, it's $99 for that 30 minutes. It's really like my bread and butter and like it really just boils down into like trending audios, original audios, the whole like nine yards. So that's where you can find me. Thank you for having me on here. Yes, you're so welcome, Sydney. This has been so good. I'm happy we got to chat. Yes, thank you. Yes. Ooh, that conversation was so, so good. If you do not follow me or Sydney on Instagram, make sure that you do. My handle is at this is Madison Page and Sydney's is Sydney Claire Studio and Sydney is spelled S-Y-N-D-I. Sydney's Instagram Reels Masterclass will be in the show notes below as well. Thank you so much for being here. If you are new to the Small Business Growth Podcast, welcome, welcome. Stay a while. Listen to a couple of other episodes. We put out new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And let me tell you, they are packed with actual tactical business strategies and advice and things that you can actually use today to in order to see results. So make sure you stay a while, follow along, and let me know your thoughts. Come hang out on Instagram. I love to hear from you over there as well. But I hope you have the most wonderful day and get out there and let's start creating some Instagram reels.